0: Good afternoon, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the December 8th edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Today's show is brought to you by the Security Federal Bank, one of the best ways to support local matters is to support Security Federal at one of their 17 locations between Columbia County, Georgia and Columbia, South Carolina. And of course, the very best way to support Local Matters is to listen to our show and tell all of your friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors about us and the great information we provide about our community. If there is any previous episode that you want to catch, Uh, You can go to my website. That is JaniceAllenJackson.Weebly.com. There at the local matters tab, uh, there will be any of those episodes that you can listen to and share with those in your network. Last week, we started uh, our discussion of XPR Augusta. Uh, That is the exciting happenings that will take place at the Lake Onset Stadium. Uh, This week, we're going to continue that discussion with two guests. One is Mrs. Patricia Jefferson, the widow of the late Andrew Jefferson, the commissioner who actually had the vision to do this. And we'll also finish our conversation with Mr. Greg Costello, who is the managing partner of C4Live. Today's guest is Mrs. Patricia Jefferson. She is the widow of the late Andrew Jefferson, who was a prominent leader in our community. He served in two elected roles, one with the Richmond County Board of Education, and then later with the Augusta Commission, uh, where he represented District 5. Um, I can say from the time that we worked together, which was over a year and a half, uh, there are a lot of things that I remember about him. And probably the most significant memories are, first, his role as a peacemaker. Uh, Whenever there was something on the commission, there was a dispute and two of his colleagues were sort of going at each other and getting really loud he was the one that brought out the baritone voice and said, come on, gentlemen, let's calm down. That's enough. Um, One of the other things that I also remember about his service was that when he had a specific idea about something that he felt needed to be accomplished for the uh, community, he would call everybody, um, all of the mayor, all of the commissioners, Myself, he would get in touch with everybody and say, hey, this is something I think we need to do so that he could generate the support in order to make that happen, which is a very significant skill when people are in office because you can't get anything approved by yourself. You got to work with your colleagues. Uh, One of those things was something that is now coming to fruition Uh, And that was the Lake Olmstead Stadium. Um, You know, the the Green Jackets moved out. They went over to North Augusta. And um, when we knew that that was going to happen, he called everybody and said, hey, there's something I want to make happen. I need your help to do that. And that is to turn the Lake Olmstead Baseball Stadium into a music venue. And uh, now we see the commission has taken some steps um, working through the Augusta Economic Development Authority, which is now working in conjunction with a private firm to get some renovations made so that there's a concert venue at Lake Armstead that's gonna be ready uh, by the master's tournament by April of 2022. Um, So as I thought about that, I said, well, what I really wanna tell my listeners is what was the vision behind that And the best person to talk to us about that is Mrs. Patricia Jefferson. How are you doing today? Okay, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. Thanks so much for being with me. Well, thank you Um, for having me. Before we get to um, that vision, though, I like for our guests to always tell us a little bit about themselves so that our audience can connect to the guests. So tell us a little bit about Mrs. Jefferson.
1: Okay. Well, I'm originally from Burke County, Georgia, a little city called Waynesboro. My early education was in Waynesboro. When I came to Augusta, I was in the last years of uh, elementary school. I attended Silas X Floyd. I attended A.R. Johnson, and I'm a proud graduate of Lucy Craft Laney High School. All right. And then professionally, Oh yes, um, I had the opportunity to uh, work at the Richmond County Board of Education. I originally started under the um, a program for students who were working right out of high school or during the summer during high school. And I was um, actually hired from that point on. So I was with the Richmond County Board of Education from approximately 79 until I retired 37 years later. So, And I moved in different ranks, in the office first and then in, um, in the uh, classroom.
0: All right. Very good. And thanks to you for your service to our community. So really, both of you had public service components. Sounds like while well, you were working for the school system, your husband was working at Augusta Tech. Yes, for part of the time. Andrew and I actually met at Augusta Tech.
1: Um, And uh, he did work, originally he worked for the Richmond County Board of Education and then he worked for uh, this city, Augusta. And upon, before retirement, he was working, teaching and then administration at Augusta Tech.
0: All right, very good. We appreciate that service to our community. Um, As you uh, think about um, just the vision, I don't know, when you're married to an elected official, do they come home and say, hey, I want to do X? When do you find out about all these ideas? Um, uh, Some
1: of it I found out from Andrew and some of it, you know, from the news, but a lot of times he didn't bring home problems. He did discuss some things with me about, you know, what was about to happen and and what could happen and the result of things. But uh, most of it, he kept it out of the house, but he did make me aware of it just in case, you know, something popped up in the street or I heard something or someone asked me something or mentioned something to me so that
0: I would be aware of it. Okay. And in this case, I mean, what what was it? What popped in his head? Hey, this ought to become an amphitheater because what he was saying at the time, we ought to turn that into an amphitheater. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what it was that just put that idea into well, his head? But he Andrew
1: loved entertaining and he loved to be entertained. And even though we, we did travel a bit, he loved to be, he loved to do things in his own community or in his own hometown. So uh, after the baseball stadium moved to, uh, baseball team moved uh, from Augusta and the stadium went into ruin sort of for not use, he said, you know, we need to do this we need to have a place where we can take family and invite our friends and guests who are visiting with us um, to sort of a, a cozy place, something that's, you know, not as large as the arena, but larger than the commons, that people can go and be entertained by smaller groups um, or smaller acts and just just to um, just to be out in the open. Rather than in a closed uh, location, so he thought about that, and he thought about the uh, amphitheater and the amphitheaters that we had visited. You know, when we go out of town, and you know how nice they looked and how comforting they were to you know to be surrounded and have that sound and music just surround you and just enjoying the being outside and and enjoying the venue and enjoying the performances, and he just wanted that for his community.
0: And and, and that's what he was focused on. Okay. That reminds me of uh, the first time I went to Chastain Park Amphitheater in Atlanta. Um, I saw my favorite group. Uh, I'm a big Temptations fan. So I was out there at Chastain Park and this was probably around 2000, maybe. And um, it was a Temptations and Four Tops show. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Just to be sitting outdoors on an evening where there's good weather and it's not too, too hot. Right. Um, And you can just, you can enjoy nature and enjoy the music at the Mm -hmm. same time. Right. And there's something just wonderful about being in a beautiful setting to to do that. Um, And uh, what I also liked about Chastain was that the seats were, are built in there. It's not like you, where I was. I think there's some sections where maybe you can bring in lawn chairs and things like that, but the, it's it's ready-made for you. It's sitting there where you don't have to drag in a whole bunch of stuff, you know, right. well, so I think there definitely are some advantages to um, outdoor entertainment like that. Yeah.
1: Yes, it is, and I think his idea came from um, – Lakewood Amphitheater. I know we always went to Braves games. The Braves sometimes had concerts after the baseball game, so we would stay there sort of in an outdoor venue again. The performance would be on the field. We would be in the stands, so on one weekend, we traveled from Atlanta baseball game to Lakewood and then back to Atlanta for the concert after the baseball game, so I think he was just hyped from that experience that made him wanted to want to come back and bring that something similar to that to our city because it wasn't an, an enjoyable experience we enjoyed it so much just being out being together and just enjoying the music just it was wonderful
0: yeah and now we speak even though He's no longer a member of the commission, no longer with us, unfortunately. And I know that was was devastating for you y'all were so close. You know, every time right. I saw the one, I saw the other one. And um I, but his vision, which to me is a mark of true leadership, that the vision didn't die when he did. Right. You know, it has it has kept going and the Augusta Commission has found a way to, to keep moving with that. So yeah. um that's gonna be a wonderful mark. On on our community, to do that, yeah. um, and as you talk about your your travels and you know, uh, doing those things together and seeing what can be done differently uh, during your travels, um, that reminds me of this whole. Burden. I don't think people think about what the spouse of an elected official may go through Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) when (laughs) one decides to run for office. And I thought that that reminds me of Michelle Obama when uh, President Obama came to her, then Senator Obama came to her and said, I think I want to run for president. And she was sitting there going, What? No, (laughs) don't do it. Did did you have a similar reaction when
1: I did? At at first, when he first ran for the Richmond County Board of Education, I said no, no. (laughs) A couple of times, I said no. I was thinking about the boys because they were so young, and you know how things can interfere with their minds. Uh, People can interfere with their minds, and I was really thinking about them, and you know what it would do to our family. So I did. Was kind. Of, I was kind of hesitant, uh, but in the end, it all came out because I don't think Andrew changed at all. He um, supporter of people. He was a support supporter of children, and he continued to do that. He didn't change his outlook. He didn't change the way he did things. He just did what he was gifted to do, and that was to help people. And I was so uh, very proud of him that the way he. He carried on the way he conducted business, the way he protected family through all of that. So it wasn't the typical political person, but it was Andrew being in an elected position that um, that I saw that we saw the family saw.
0: And what what are the um, so it wound up not being as bad as you thought it was going to be? Absolutely, because, again, he protected. I mean, we didn't.
1: Miss Andrew at all, even though he was in meetings, he was away for meetings. He was, when we needed him, he was there. And he, he always put family first. He never, we never liked anything. And, and there were some tough issues at the Board of Education, yes. And he had to deal with them, but he didn't bring them home. We didn't feel any of that at home. He kept that from us, but he, he took care of the business of, of the Board of Education.
0: All right. Um, I recall when he passed away, there were a couple of people that asked me, But well, do you think his wife would want to take the seat temporarily until they find somebody, until they have an election? And I said, No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a laughable moment. <laughs> Uh, no one asked me. I, I think because they knew my um, response to that, what it would be. It would be nice. But um, I, I think I'm, I'm one that's in the background. I will support from day one to day 101, but I don't necessarily have to be up front doing it. Um, but I will support if I believe in what you are doing. And that's the way it was
0: with, you know, Andrew and I. Yeah. And that's important to have roles, um, clearly defined roles in the relationship. I remember one of the last things in fact, I want to say the last day I saw him. Uh, he was over at W S Hornsby. Right, that was a uh, Saturday. Doing a, doing yeah. on that Saturday, doing a barbecue. Right, with because, his son family, uh-huh. uh-huh. out his son at Hornsby. That's true. Right, that was the very last day because I, I was over there that day because I think I was speaking to the the parents. It was like uh-huh. a parent meeting, and uh, I was speaking to the parents, and he and a couple of other commissioners were there, and they were going to serve the the family. So. Uh, we can truly say that he left this earth with a mission for serving. That's
1: true. And, you know, when he got home that evening, he said, okay, well, what you want to do is date night. What you want to do now? I said, first, you need to rest a little bit, <laughs> rest mm-hmm. a little bit after that. And then after that, we did our usual weekend date night and ended up at Deshaun's seafood. <laughs> 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 yeah. So yeah, you're right. Serving yeah. and, and family. He, He loved um, his community and he loved um, just showcasing his community and showcasing things that he loved.
0: Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing him with us. Thank you so much for sharing oh, a little him. bit with our audience about him as well as the, the vision for what will hopefully be a long lasting entertainment venue uh, I in the so. community. I and hope so. And I know that uh, if I ever go out there for an event, which I hope I will, hopefully there'll be things that I want to, to, to see, artists that I want to see there, uh, I will definitely think about that moment when he was on the telephone calling everybody to say, "Listen, <laughs> That's <laughs> right. He
1: knew, he knew going into public office that you couldn't do it. One person couldn't do it. You always have to have someone to stand with you and stand by you and sometimes speak for you. And he
0: he knew that and he believed that yeah and we appreciate it thank you so much for being a guest on local matters well, thank I you for having me. That, and i know that you're a listener because you texted me a few times and said, hey i didn't realize someone <laughs> so much thank you for also being a contributor to local matters okay thank you thank you so much for having me and thank you for
1: bringing back memories of andrew
0: all right no problem at all Okay. I hope this gives you some sense of the vision that uh, former Commissioner Andrew Jefferson had for the Lake Olmstead Stadium. Now, we'll go to part two of my conversation with Greg Costello. He's the managing partner of C4Live. Last week, he talked some about uh, the happenings that will take place at XPR Augusta at Lake Olmstead. And this week, we finished that conversation. Mr. Costello will share with us what it has been like to work with our local economic development officials here in Augusta. And he'll also talk about how XPR Augusta plans to give back to nonprofit organizations in our community. And of course, as we talk about all this, the renovations to the stadium, the marketing, all of the things that you've got to do to make the event successful. Um, sounds like an expensive sort of agreement, which is one of the reasons that you wanted your agreement with EDA to be 14 years. Um, as you go about this endeavor, um, Tell me, just just how do you generate as a company, just how that business works? How do you generate enough uh, revenue to make all this happen? Because it sounds like the city's not putting in any of this money.
2: No, there's no no outside money coming in from the city or any other um, of the local government um, institutions. This is all of us uh, putting in, um, Michael and I have put in personal money. We've um, obviously super money that the company has made over the years that we've put into it. Um, And then we've taken, we've taken on investors and going forward with that, we, you know, raise the money. We, we make deals with investors and we go forward and we make the revenue out of the show and, uh, and pay them back and everybody's happy. Um, You know, I mean, one of the things is, I mean, we signed this deal January, 2020, and then, you know, we got hit with COVID and then um, the tournament week got pushed back to November, and then, there, you know, we didn't know there wasn't fans or not full capacity of fans. So we've been planning this show over and over for three years and floating those bills. So, you know, it's been a tough road, but we're excited to go in April, and we're very excited about the opportunities ahead.
0: Okay, and I can imagine that you are, and we all are. I mean, this is the type of, I think this is a game changer really for Augusta in terms of our viability for uh, entertainment here in our community, as opposed to taking off and, and making that road trip, um, particularly during Masters Week when there's so many visitors here. I mean, I can just see this creating tremendous excitement uh, and a different experience, as you say, ex- our Augusta a different experience for those visitors who are coming in because you know some of these people come in for the tournament and they've been doing it for years I mean this is their annual trip yep. last 20 years they've done this and um, you know some of them hang out at a strip club or two maybe yep. <laughs> and some of them do a lot of private parties Um, But this is an opportunity to really come into the city and uh, experience Augusta, which some of them kind of don't when they're here. So um, tell me, as I know, if I'm at, you know, the SunTrust Park. I guess, the now truest park in Atlanta where the Braves play. Um, They're going to be all sorts of sponsors, you know, placards and things up on the jumbotron from the various sponsors who were um, advertising. They see it as mm-hmm. advertising for them when the seats are full. Will we expect a similar sort of thing there at Lake Olmstead?
2: We definitely will have sponsors. Um, we treat our sponsors a little bit different um, in the fact that we want our sponsors to activate. Again, it's experience. Like we get it. You 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 want to put your your name up on the whatever you know on the sign or on the stage or whatever. We really try to get our our sponsors to get engaged with the with the fans, with the the clientele, with the guests, and how are they going to Make an experience for them, and you know what? When we talk to sponsors about it, they love it because there's no better way to, um, you know, get in someone's head and then to give them a great experience, and that they go on and talk about, you know, the so and so experience at at the Blake Shelton Nelly concert was unbelievable. I walked through this thing, and they had this and that, and you know, so we're talking to when we talk to sponsors, it's it's usually not about just. Plastering your name up on something. We're really talking to them about how are you going to help our customers experience this night with us. How are we going to make a difference in how they they view not only your product or your business or whatever, but how they view our experience. Again, we we really concentrate on that. So I don't think you'll see the typical um, brand activation that you usually see. We're really you know, pressing them to make it a great activation. So I hope Excellent. that makes sense.
0: It does.
2: And as
0: we prepare, we've talked a lot about um, all of this excitement that you're building around XPR, Augusta. Um, can you please tell our listeners where they go to get more information? I checked out your website, but please tell
2: them yeah. uh, how to get there. Absolutely. It's XPRAugusta.com. That's XPRAugusta.com. And you can go there and get more information. You can buy your tickets there. You can um, see our our charitable partners there um, and any other information that we have up on there. Contact us from there, everything.
0: Okay. Is there anything else that you would like folks to to hear about this? Um, Just so you know, in terms of my listening audience, core base is here in Augusta, but I have listeners throughout the state, actually, as well as some folks who are out of state that are local government nerds and like to hear about things that various communities are doing. So um, what is it that you would like our audience to know about either c four? Live or XPR Augusta.
2: I, I'd like the, the audience to know, since you know they're in Augusta and they, you know, a lot of them seem that would be listening to this, seem to care about their government entities and what they're doing. I can say that everyone has been great to us, and we've been in a lot of cities and had a lot of problems before, and not a lot of problems. But I'm just telling you, your city officials are doing a very good job for you, in my opinion. Um, the, economic, um, the Augusta Economic Development Authority has been incredible. Our partners there, Steven and Cal, have been great. They are, um, you know, they, they've helped us so much in um, understanding Augusta and what we need to do. Um, you know, I, I, I understand that they're doing it for the city and we have our responsibility too, but they've been great partners. Everyone we've met in the city has been great. Um, everything that we've done there has just been um, very, I, w- I don't want to say easy, because this is never easy, but it's been very, um, very, we've been very well received. And I think they're doing a great job for for the city of Augusta. And I think that they see the potential. And like I said before, you don't have people that are stuck in their ways and and just saying that's not going to work here they are willing to um, to go out with us and and you know explore this and I think that that's huge for um, a city like Augusta and we're very excited about it and very excited to be working there um, the only other thing I'd like to talk about is you know we have our charitable partners and they're very important to us um, you know we are excited to be able to bring more than that. Um, than just the event and get up and, you know, leave and go to another city the next year. Um, My personally, I, I went to the um, Augusta amateur boxing. I have some amateur boxing experience. So, and I always know how amateur boxing, boxing facilities struggle and they do such great things. And it's, it's, if you've ever been or know anything about it, you know, that they, do amazing things for kids so you know that was the one that i said hey i'm going after augusta um, amateur boxing and i want to help them out so you know some of our charitable partners are very important to the city and the great things that they do Um, and i think that is about it that i'd like to say about us in the city of augusta but it's all been good so far and we look forward to a long lasting relationship thank you so much janice it was a pleasure being here
0: I close with my favorite Bible verse from second Timothy chapter one, verse seven, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net, because local matters.